Well, let's open our Bibles to a very important scripture related to Thanksgiving. And it's really about the subject of a grateful heart. See, for the Christian, we think about Thanksgiving and we think about our history and we think about the blessing of our nation and the patriotism. And then we think about an attitude of heart where we give God thanksgiving for the good things that he has done. And ultimately, we realize that what it's about for us as Christians is to have a grateful heart. How many of you know that it's so much more important to have a grateful heart than an ungrateful heart? A grateful spirit rather than a spirit of resentment. And uh, what a blessing it is to, to have uh, persons in your life that express gratitude and reflect the grace of God and how we should be encouraged to manifest that spirit. And at Thanksgiving, we need to be reminded that it's something that we need in our whole nation. Thanksgiving. How many, how many of you know that, that our whole nation needs to be restored in a spirit of gratefulness for the great history and heritage and providence of God that make this country so special, so unique? You know, I get concerned when I hear uh, politicians and others saying, oh, there's nothing special about America. There's nothing exceptional about America. How could you say that? Don't you know anything about our history? Don't you know anything about the providence of God in, in establishing this nation and keeping this nation? And so we do have a different perspective. And look at Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21. And here, the Lamentations of Jeremiah, as he puts into perspective some important thoughts as we are here at Thanksgiving 2019. Verse 21, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. <clears throat> they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him and to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Now turn with me to Romans chapter 1. And I want you to see the opposite of that kind of grateful spirit. And uh, what happens? Here, as, uh, as we read in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, this is talking about the history of mankind turning from God and moving towards destruction. And how important it was for us to have a Savior to show us who God really was and how much He really loved us. But those that are going their own way, verse 21, it says, For although they knew God at one time, they neither glorified Him as God nor, underline these words, gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man 
and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires and their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. This is serious stuff, isn't it? To not be grateful to God, to not praise Him and worship Him and give Him thanks for His goodness and what He has done is a dangerous position to be in. How many of you know that as surely it is, as it is good to be grateful, to be ungrateful is to be in sin? How can we know God? How can we realize His blessings and His faithfulness without gratitude? And so to turn away from God and to go our own way leads to, it says, it says, darkness. To prefer the creation over the creator. That darkness leads to idolatry where we begin to worship the beasts of creation rather than to worship the living God. How can that be? Well, it's the loss of a grateful spirit, of a relationship with God where we recognize who he is and what he has done. And to live our lives according to his purpose. So here we are, Thanksgiving 2019. What a good opportunity it is for us as Americans to stop and review the history of our nation. And as Christians to realize how important it is to give thanks unto God. And so what do we do? Well, we pause on this day, this week, and count the blessings that we have from God. How many of you are just overwhelmed with gratitude for God's blessings? How many of you soon learned as a Christian that he gives us so many blessings that we cannot contain them? But is it possible that you may be receiving God's blessing and not even see them, not even know them? Because spiritually you're not really seeing and in touch with what God is doing. I think God wants to open our eyes to see the blessings, to know his goodness, or we might miss them. You know, all who have turned away from God and moved into darkness are still, they're still a recipients of the goodness and the grace. They don't realize it. They don't know it. And lest we lose sight of God's goodness, we need to ask him every day to open our eyes to see his blessings. You know, uh, many of you uh, have walked through this time with Ginger and I recently, as is two years ago, our son went to heaven. And I'll never forget a breaking point in my life, after just a few days after we knew that our son was with the Lord. And I was just troubled and hurt and feeling so empty and alone and afraid. And I woke up in the morning and I realized, you know what? I can't feel sorry for myself because... I had the best son in the world for 38 years. And now he's safe with the Lord for eternity. And soon we're going to see him and all be together again. How is it that God can change our perspective to give us gratitude in the face of loss? It's amazing, isn't it? I've just been amazed at Michael and his grateful spirit through this week and all that uh, happened. And you know, uh, uh, I got word from Vicky and Sam that, that Maude had gone on to be with the Lord, and, and uh, Michael was at the hospital, 
And so I went to the hospital to, to let him know. I didn't know anybody had told him yet. And there he was uh, at the hospital in the pharmacy waiting to get his medicine. And there he's sitting there witnessing to the men next to him. And I thought, well, he must not know yet. And he'd already gotten a call and heard about Maud. And he's already sharing about the blessing and the glory of his dear life partner going home to be with the Lord. How does that happen? It's a miracle. And listen, I, I gave him a ride uh, to his house. And let me tell you, there was only gratitude and joy and victory coming out of his mouth and from his heart because of what he knows of the security we have in him. We think about those who, uh, who have no hope and those who have a hope that is never quenched, a hope that is always there regardless of how difficult things are. And so we take this day to count God's blessings. We take this day to reestablish our priorities. What's important? What are we committed to? What are our priorities? What do we value? And then we take this day to take a step forward, to move in the right direction in the courage that God gives us to continue to live on in faith. That's what Thanksgiving is about for us as Christians. You know, Thanksgiving is truly a Christian holiday. Have you thought about that? You know, it started with a worship service, the pilgrims. The pilgrims who had survived such a terrible winter. And uh, so many of them had died. And their mission seemed to be so hopeless. And then they began to consider God's blessings and how God had seen them through. And they had an amazing event as they had Thanksgiving. And there were many Thanksgivings that we think of. These feasts that the pilgrims had that we celebrate today because of God's blessing upon our nation. <clears throat> but it's a Christian holiday, but it's truly an American holiday. It's unique to us and to our history and the celebration that took place. I was uh, thinking recently about what makes Thanksgiving great. And I'm convinced that, uh, you know, next to what? Christmas and Easter, Thanksgiving is the greatest holiday that we as Christians can celebrate. And so let me give you some thoughts on why Thanksgiving is great. First, Thanksgiving is great because it's based on a worship service. Isn't that great? A holiday that got started because some believers were thanking God for his blessings. It was 1621, Plymouth, Massachusetts. There were just, uh, just a handful of pilgrims that arrived on the, man, uh, uh, on the Mayflower, and many of them passed away. I was reading where over three-fourths of the women died that first winter, and there were only 50 men, uh, only 50 pilgrims left, 22 men, four women, and 25 children and teenagers. That's all. I, I thought the women fixed the Thanksgiving meal. Guess what? There were only four of them. And it was men and children and the Native Americans who came who all worked together to prepare this meal. But they were grateful. And it was a worship service thanking God for seeing them through. 
Why is Thanksgiving great? Here's a second reason. It brought enemies together. Isn't that something that the pilgrims, who were very troubled and frightened by these Native Americans, who saw them as intruders, and suddenly God did a miracle in bringing them together. And, you know, the historians say that was a very uncomfortable meeting at first. But when these Native Americans, there were probably some 90 of these men, mostly men, warrior-type men who showed up to meet with the pilgrims. How intimidating that was until they went out into the forest and they gathered venison and fowl to come to bring to participate in the celebration. Was that a miracle of God? He brought peace where there was war. There could have been a massacre that day, yet there was a worship service. Amazing thing. Why was Thanksgiving so important? Because it marked the survival of these pilgrims who ventured forth in faith to a new land, really seeking freedom to worship God. And as they <clears throat> gathered on this day, they looked back and realized that they had survived. And even though many of them had passed on and there was only a handful left, there was enough to go on and continue. <clears throat> Why is it a great day? Because... This small event, this significant sharing together, really marked the beginning of a new nation with new faith, new values, new purpose. It also demonstrated, this event demonstrated the faith of our early founders. How many of you get tired of hearing people say that, the, that, the, that America is really not a Christian nation? That they go back and try to find all the reasons to, to say that it really wasn't a Christian nation. That our, our founders were not really Christians. And that there were other religious beliefs and non-religious beliefs involved. Trust me, America had an incredibly unique Christian beginning. And their faith was demonstrated in so many practical ways. <clears throat> Why is Thanksgiving? Uh, an important day because it manifested the hope for a better future. And every time we celebrate Thanksgiving, we should look back and think about God's provision for those in the past and think about how he's providing us for us in the future. Why? Because it, de it demonstrated the importance of coming together and working together as a community you know, the pilgrims would not have made it if they hadn't worked together. And if they hadn't reached out in a Christian charity and compassion towards these Native Americans who helped them. And what did, the, what did they do? It's interesting, they say that the Native Americans helped them learn where to plant and how to plant. The corn became their staple. And what to hunt and where to hunt. And what to fish for and where to fish. Basic survival skills that they so greatly needed. But they had to humble themselves and receive this direction uh, from these strangers. And God used it in a great way. And then, <clears throat> finally, why is it such an important holiday? Because it really demonstrated the importance of gratitude in terms of our attitude in life, how important it is to be grateful 
and to have a grateful heart. Now, let's get back to the scripture here. What do we learn here about a grateful heart from the book of Lamentations in chapter 3? First of all, verse 21, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. What is this? It's a perspective that God wants us to have. It's a choice. It's an intention. How many of you know that we really can, can choose our point of view, our perspective, and that we have a responsibility to do so? It's important that we just don't think every thought that comes into our head and accept it as the right way to look at things, but that we make a choice. And so what do we do? We call to mind the goodness of God and his faithfulness. That's truly where we start. That's what worship is all about, isn't it? It's focusing upon our minds upon God, his goodness, his character, his faithfulness. And then with this, as we call to mind and get a new perspective, we have hope or purpose. The purpose. We have a purpose in life. We're, we see that we're God's children. He has a purpose for us. We don't have to wonder and be confused. We know that we are living to glorify him. And that what we do with our lives must be pleasing in his sight. And so we call to mind and have hope. That's a good thing for us to do this Thanksgiving, isn't it? Stop. Call to mind the goodness of God and allow him to renew our hope. Verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his passions never fail. What is this? We need to be assured of his preservation of our lives aren't you glad that it's God who's keeping care of us and it's not just up to us to keep care of ourselves how many of you know that if it was up to you that your life your life would not have had the value and the preservation that it has only had in God and his goodness and his care I get concerned about people who talk like their, uh, live, their, th- that their life is in their hand and they can do anything they want. We know much better that it's about God and his divine purpose and care in our lives. So because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed by the problems and the trials of this world. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So the preservation of God is something that we look back and are grateful for. And it's something we wake up with every morning and thank God for this new day. Are you grateful for each new day that you have? Do you seek to take the opportunity of that day to live it for God? Absolutely. I say to myself, verse 24, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. And so here we focus on the provision that God has made for us. He provides all of our needs, spiritual, emotional, physical, everything practical, everything eternal. He provides all things for us, and it's by his provision that we continue. And so I say to myself, as he's my portion Therefore, I will wait for him. You know, waiting upon God is a wonderful place to be. 
That's where we need to live. You know, we're tempted to always move our hand before God moves his. To do something quick. To do something we think is right. And here we're encouraged to wait upon God for his provision. How many of you have found that sometimes when we rush out and try to fix things, that God has to unfix things before he can really fix them the way he originally intended? Absolutely. But how loving and gracious he is to actually do that. And then finally in verse 25, the Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. And this finally leads to the kind of patience that's possible when we realize who God is and what he has done and that it's his provision that we depend upon. And so to review these lessons from Lamentations chapter 3, we need, a, we need to stop and thank God because he gives us the perspective, the purpose he preserves us. He makes provision. And he builds patience in our character in an incredible way. Yes, there's something different about the believer that's learning upon, leaning upon God and trusting him. You know, when you go through the scriptures, you see incredible examples of gratitude. You know, we, know, we all know that Romans, I mean, Hebrews chapter 11 is the, the hall of faith, Right? What about the hall of gratitude? What stories from the Bible should be in there? There are so many. Just let me give you three, okay? Three quick ones. And I want you to be thinking along these lines of how gratitude is expressed by God's children to him in very challenging circumstances. The first one is from Genesis chapter 50. And this is the incredible blessing and gratitude that Joseph discovered in God's providence of his life. Do you remember what happened? He was a special child in his father's family, and his brothers envied him and conspired against him, threw him in a pit. He went to prison. He suffered greatly, but God raised him up to be second to the king. And as his brothers eventually found him looking for food and help, and he was the one, he was the official leader of the country that could provide that help, they didn't even realize it was Joseph. And when they realized it was Joseph, they thought, that they, 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 thought they would get what they deserved. But what did Joseph say to them? He said, what you meant to harm me, what you meant for evil, God used for good. To save many people. And here Joseph just wasn't thinking about his own brothers. And his own, but all of the people that were being saved. Because God raised up Joseph to provide in the time of famine. And so what do you see? A grateful spirit in Joseph for the providence of God. Have you thought about the providence of God? Of how God, how God works through history to make things happen? What a marvel it is. Second example, David, who's fighting in battle against the Philistines, and he's thirsty, and he's weary, and his men hear him talk about how thirsty he is, and they, they manage to sneak through enemy lines to Jacob's well, 
and they endanger their own lives to just get some water for, and they bring it back and they bring it to David. And here he is, and he feels so bad that they risk their lives just to bring him a drink of water. And so what does he do? As thirsty as he is, he can't drink it because it's so precious to him because it represents the lives of these men. And so he pours it out as a drink offering unto God. And I think about that and realize, you know what? What an example. As Joseph showed us the providence of God, David showed us the importance of the people of God and the people in our lives who love us and sacrifice for us and do so much. And then finally, the third example, Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, you know the story. They're in prison and it's just past midnight and they're praising God. Now that's a lesson lesson in thanksgiving by itself, isn't it? In prison after midnight, praising God. And there's a great earthquake. And uh, as the jailer is so upset and fearful, and Paul and Silas reach out to the jailer, and he's saved in his whole family. It was through their grateful spirit, through their praise, and their willingness to reach out. You know, if Paul and Silas had been in that jail cell, feeling, feeling sorry for themselves, we would understand that, wouldn't we? Of course. Of course they're feeling sorry, for, but no, they rose above the circumstance in thanksgiving to God. Though they were in prison, their hearts were filled with praise. So, just three examples of what it means to be grateful, but the Bible is so very full of them. I, I, I trust that there are examples in your life when you were grateful, when you could have been, when you could have felt sorry for yourself. That you were grateful when you could have taken offense and even doubted God. But how important it is for us to realize that this is a way that God wants us to live and enables us to live. And so let's, let's commit ourselves to a grateful heart, grateful spirit, grateful attitude, and let's do everything we can to bring influence to those that we care about and love to help them also to be grateful for the blessings of God. And what do we do for our, our, our country this Thanksgiving? Pray, 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 not give up, but realize that ultimately we know that only God is the answer to our needs. Lord, thank you for this Thanksgiving 2019. For bringing us here to this point, helping us as Christians, as believers, as Americans, citizens of this great country. Lord, give us the right perspective. Help us, Lord, to be renewed in our purpose. And Lord, help us to step forward in courage. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.